Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big. So welcome back. Hello. We are at the end of January, which means it's almost Black History Month. I am very, very excited, especially after watching the Black Panther like premiere, everybody there, like Britney there, and just like all the stuff going on. on Yes, that dress. Oh, she looks like a million bajillion dollars. She was. She's so funny. She's living her best life. and, And giving us notes and shit about what's been happening and just living her best life. She gets to interview Lupita today and some other people. So I'm really excited to see how that goes. So yeah, there's a lot of black awesomeness going on there. It's I watched, um, like Issa Rae's like Instagram story and she was so like, she kept like yelling black Panther and she was getting so like excited that she was just stumbling over her words. (laughs) And then she just started yelling black, 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 black. (laughs) And I was like, same. That's all. I agree. That's where we are right now. So I'm so ready to be blessed by the melanin, blessed by the ancestors. It's going to be amazing. Into the Wakanda magic. Um, T'Challa just bless us with your presence. And everybody's all about Michael B. Jordan. And I'm not like a huge fan of his. I'm really? more like I'm like Chadwick Boseman is everything. I'm y'all. a fan of. Have you heard well, him talk? Have you heard his well, voice? Well, when I hear him, <laughs> when I hear him like speak in his regular voice, I'm like, eh. but then when I hear him like not speak in his <laughs> regular, like, like, like I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I feel like that's all I like. Exactly, like yeah. I like all his different accents. He's so good at accents. He's really yeah, good at I accents. like all his accents. Like when he's just speaking his in his regular he was, voice, uh, I'm like taking over Marvel's Instagram stories yesterday and arms arms biceps like yeah i mean like the thing about michael b jordan which i've always loved michael b jordan but um he always plays like it like a lot or he often plays like the really good guy so this is kind of like we get to see him i'm very excited boys i'm kind of excited about that i'm very excited about it Um, yeah yeah but it'll be great it doesn't matter it's gonna be great it's fantastic i think every like everyone looks good that's the thing is like it's you know every single person i'll say she wins she wins like forget the boys like that's it like she wants it's biceps for days mm-hmm. God, she honestly so like I, like not even like it's not even the like oh she looks better because of her like age like no she just looks better than everyone there she like just, that's how good she looks Lupita all the time in the purple yeah lapita was giving me life re- in that reality, outfit oh like, my god uh, that was if I love you that dress. this podcast, honestly, not going to hear this. I'm not sorry. Yeah, honestly, though, like <laughs> all the looks that she has served, like red carpet ever, are so oh, great. So good. Like I remember when she did that like Cinderella esque one, and yeah. she was like a black princess, and this was like really early on, like mm-hmm. in her career, like stuff like that has just been dress. really iconic. Yeah. Um. So she just really always like serves and when she comes Shin to a red carpet. Does a lot of red carpet looks, illustrations. I'll post a link to her thing. Um. She did really amazing one of Lupita in the blue dress. She did one of Oprah. Um, she's. I think she's on one of Rihanna in that pink dress, but she's always like the person I go to after red carpets because so she see what yeah, yeah. she illustrated and I just remember I can remember the look more so for me. Speaking um, of Rihanna, so. Rihanna dancing at the Grammys was probably one of my favorite parts of the Grammys. Oh my word! Um, that end dance part where she's like over, yep. over, giving leg, Le- giving yep. face. 
serving yep. everyone all she was having a good time glorious body and like, i loved give it. it to me i give loved it, it. that was I... my that was my favorite part but i mean that was my second favorite part after everything blue ivy did blue <laughs> ivy won all the grammys uh, everybody else can go home um I feel for like beyonce and jay-z so deep in my core because my child came to me this morning and said oh may i have no please and i'm like okay after this and she's like Put your phone down. <laughs> it was like Blue Ivy Carter. Get out of like my face. Sass. Get out of my face. The like, sass. oh, I feel it in the experience. I know Beyonce with this, the juice. Yes. Uh, in the little cup, the little sippy thing, like the little high C or whatever it is now. I'm sure it was honest juice because that's Walter and Skip My favorite thing now. is when she shushed her parents, but not in like the way you'd expect a toddler to with like, you know, hands flailing and like, you know, putting, like, a lot of times Tyler's would be like, I don't put my hand over your mouth or whatever nonsense. She was just, like, calmly, like, an adult, like, calm it down, calm yeah. it down over here, and like, now you FYI. calm it down over here. FYI. Just keep it together. We don't know this girl. We like, we, we don't can just calm down. Everyone. That's that's enough applause for her. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm here for this. She's not wrong. She wasn't wrong She's at all. not wrong. And it was, I mean, obviously, uh, like, she's five, so she probably had her own reasons but i love that it was at the time when when whatever her name was like oh this country was built i, I don't know her name i'm sorry um her, this country was built on dreamers or by dreamers and it's like no actually unfortunately this country was built by slaves um so it's just it's, it's important to know your history and not like this country was not necessarily built by dreamers this, country was built by slaves who were forced into work by people that didn't want to pay taxes to Britain so they made their own country yeah, that's right. like the long of the short like it wasn't built for us but we have made it our own so you know we're the the country that we're trying to form now uh reform is definitely by by dreamers and by immigrants but that is not how our country came to be uh our ancestors who were slaves built the white house and built like everything in this country Lit so house. just important to know just important yep. to know wow. uh you ran a half marathon this weekend i did run walk mostly walk um because why not <laughs> that's <laughs> Somebody's a lot already of like miles. tickets or they already had entrance so my friend uh her husband was supposed to do it, but of course her husband's like not fam. Um, and they also had the flu like the weeks before. And yeah, so definitely not running post flu and um, you know having babies, not having baby buddies. You don't do those type of things without proper training. So, but you can walk. You can walk thirteen miles in less than four hours. So, and I've got to say that the photo of like you and David in little yard while you were like she... I don't know if you were in the between or if you were just finished or whatever, but that was I such just a beautiful finished. photo. So she. Is David, because David does lives and everything almost literally every day on Facebook, and he's like, I think she's in my video on Sunday, and so we go back and look at it, because somebody, I guess, commented, I was like, you're so cute, and she is, and she's making, again, Blue Ivy Carter, like, Beyonce, I get it, because she's in the video, and he's talking, and so he's, like, talking, so she can, you see her in the background, and she literally, like, lifts her head up in the sky and is rolling her eyes in the video, being like, oh, seriously, and I'm like, oh, my word, this kid, it's, like, at the two or three minute mark, which is ridiculous, that's my kid, but it was, I mean, it was a good time, it was just, like, we were, like, we're golden girling it, we, we stayed golden and walked it out, and I mean, it was, it was a fun, it's a fun marathon, it's not a Disney one, but we live in a Disney town, so people kind of, Disney it up. Disney it up and, and bring their costumes. Um, but it was fine. I mean, for people who didn't literally train for this literally at all. <laughs> and just decided to check the night before and be like, we're still doing this? Okay, cool. I remember last time that, I guess it was probably the regular marathon. I'm not sure. It could have been the marathon and a half marathon. But I lived in the route, like, 
that yeah. they went in. Yeah, I mean, in. it's both. They, yeah, they it's they the same twice. route. Yeah, yeah. Same so route. I yeah. lived on that route, and, like, I remember, like, hearing them, like, run by, like, early in the morning, yeah. and I just, like, went out and looked out, and I was like, okay, back And it was to bed. cold and rainy last year, and this year yeah. it was super nice. Um, it was super great weather. There was, I feel like there was many more people just because the weather was better, and so it was kind of nice because we never had any periods where we were alone or anything. And we had all these snacks and all this free food, but it was it was a good time. So I definitely am excited to to do another half. I definitely want to do maybe Space Coast because I always hear that's the best one. That's so much fun because it's the oldest uh, marathon in Florida. Okay. Right, since I still live here, um, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so like I should do that. It's in November, so the weather's good. It's yeah, on the coast. that's it's the on time the right there. The first so, ever five k I did was in November, and I like that. Yeah, like, I was and the like, color run is coming up in time. April, um, and I didn't get to do it the year that oh, we, you did it for your birthday, but it's coming up in April. So yeah, I'm gonna do it because it's down the street. I did it that year, and was I remember I I was really very sick um so i was running with a bandana over my face because it was like and it's it funny because when you run through those too. places they want to throw you with throw color on you and that's i mean the point right? right so it's like most people are like running towards those people and they're like yeah color me up but for me i was having difficulty breathing already and they're throwing this like powdered paint at me and i'm like my like, like my lungs were like getting purple it was a disaster but i did it like i finished it because i was like i paid for it and then a friend that came from tampa and she was like, listen, I'm a nurse, and I came here from Tampa to be here at 6 a.m. So, so she's like, we're going to run, and if you die, I'll revive you because I'm a nurse. Right. And I was it's like, all right, fine. that's fine. I Like, I will tell you, I will do more things with her next to me just because I'm like, well, if I die, yeah. she's right here. Well, definitely, I think 5Ks or, and then 10Ks t- tend to be a little bit more people just because it's a lot they less are. mileage. Um, there was a lot of people that have, I'm not saying it wasn't, but it definitely was different. Spa- it looked people, like it was spaced out nice from the video that David was sharing. Kinda, Take it a little bit more seriously. <laughs> so I, I yeah. think that was it. I think there were some people who took it a little bit too seriously and then kind of endangered their lives. That's so kind of what scares me about Disney runs. Yeah. Um. So it's it, it's kind of nice because you're not like with five k. Sometimes it just stuff happens. Like I've seen so many crazy like, people, and it's not it's not a long time. Like a lot of miles, it's only three miles. But for people who aren't active, that's still a lot of mileage. Even if you're just walking, and I've seen so many people because um, I do our annual ping on parade five k. Um just bust out at like mile one like they're like on the ground like that's like rip help oh. me <laughs> revive me and i'm like yo y'all gotta get it together pace. get it out together gotta so if you're gonna do yourself. any um races or anything let me know i'm looking for ones i'm looking tomorrow the brooklyn uh popular half goes on sale but they all said sold out 20 minutes last year so i'm like mm, i gotta sign up like right now i'm gonna do it so yeah we should do the um do the give kids the world one in november too um, it's the world and I <laughs> I love it as a place to go I thought about it every year and I'm like I can't imagine running this and not being bored to death <laughs> and I think that's because I volunteered there so many times it's different now they have like a, a totally different set up I haven't been in yeah I say like while, it's, it, it definitely has changed a lot um, in the last I'm, like few I'm, years I'm very interested I'll, we'll think about it and I always feel like I, something comes up that weekend because it's like in October it's like yeah, September it's in November. October, yeah. November like it's a fall one, yeah it's, a, always... it's, it's November because it's a it's like a gingerbread 5k yeah something yeah. always comes up and I'm like eh um, I did not run this weekend but I did have butter beer so there is that it was the Harry Potter Harry celebration Potter. weekend so John and I went out to like do the expo and really what I like to do there is really just kind of see the creativity when people dress up because it's it's kind of like a con but it's yeah, not it's a not. con so it's like for John like and I yeah almost. for John and I like we get in for free so like we don't have to well not for free we obviously have annual passes so we pay for it but it's like 
eleven dollars a month, so it's basically yeah. free. Um, so yeah, so it's like we have our passes, so we go every year. We don't like dress up or anything, um, but we just kind of like observe. Right. We wear, I mean, we wear like Harry Potter shirts. That's pretty much yeah. the extent. Um, but yeah, like we just get kind of get to go people watch and that sort of thing and then they bring um part of the exhibit from london they'll bring some of that stuff out every year and then they have the designers which is really the coolest part when so we went to the actual design house in um in london after the play and that was the coolest thing i've ever seen because it was like five stories of of just a design house but it was like more interactive not just like images on display but like you're like kind of a part of it but unfortunately they weren't there that day which they are there sometimes in store but they weren't there that day i really wanted to talk to them there in london just because in london it's actually less busy it's not so much of like the tourist trap that it is yeah it's there all the time whereas like here if you want to talk to them it's really yeah it's like there's people everywhere and it's just like really intense so i normally don't talk to them here because i just i don't know like they're kind of like you know like when when you have like people that are like your heroes and you're just kind of i don't know like you don't want to like be like okay i love you bye so i'm like i i just you know i didn't but probably next time we're in london i'll go back and hopefully catch them maybe i'll go like a few times instead of just going the one time um but yeah it's really cool because it's like they literally did all the art for all the films so it's just amazing to see what a large i'm sure like when they started out on that first movie yeah, they, they probably had no idea that it was going to become going. like what yeah. it is um and now they're even like able to work on fantastic beasts and stuff too so yeah they're i can't imagine what their bank accounts look like after that too um, and they were not like famous designers like you know what i mean like they were they were just working yeah. designers um and then they happened to get that job for that movie and it's you know the rest is history so pretty awesome stuff um and there were a lot of great costumes and stuff out there and yeah, so John and I went out there a bit and had a good time. We did not see the Castle Light show because we went to go in that direction. And I was like, nah, fam. Like, the way my anxiety is set up, yeah. I'm not going to be waiting in this. What I don't even know. It wasn't a line. It was like a, a situation that was like 50 people wide. A thing. Um, I was like, this is like a mob. And if something goes wrong. That's my big thing with like theme parks now is like, whatever happens in front of the castle, whether it's like a light show or, you know, like a... a um, fireworks or whatever like at magic kingdom or wherever it's like they're packing people in and i'm like what is the exit strategy for if somebody has an emergency like i i can't mm-hmm. like, I know. you come up with your own exit strategy yeah um i saw a lot of video danielle Faust of okay danny is on universal's first social media team i don't know how they haven't had one but they just started this week and so they had all this backstage stuff with Harry Potter things that I don't care about. <laughs> you're like, I didn't know what was happening. But I was like, that's cool that you're getting to meet these people that I genuinely don't know. So, uh, all the, the Universal's things. So, shout out to all the people who got selected because that's really cool. I will say it's definitely like a much um, more relaxed atmosphere than Disney in general. So, I think that Harry Potter celebration is like say more relaxed than like Star Wars weekends or, you know, whatever special event is going on at Disney. Star Wars people are crazy as well like you said as well as listen well. <laughs> as well like as an addendum to now on top of disney like on top of disney fandom, yeah, oh okay on top of disney the, the thing Star i really Wars like about the harry potter it, fandom ridiculous. is that like people 
not every single person, but like people tend to not be like as judgy, no, like the people, people that don't chill. know every single, like, yeah. I will say I do know a lot of stuff, but like, it's not like if you don't know something, people aren't like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you didn't know that. Whereas like when you're trying to discuss Star Wars with people, sometimes people are like, oh, well in 77 when this <laughs> happened, like you didn't catch that and now you no. failed and you're not a true fan. No. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is very overwhelming I'm for right. me. That's why I stay out of a lot of fandoms. No, thanks. No, God. Yeah. You're like Sailor Moon till I die. <laughs> They're crazy enough. In the moon, the Moonies are crazy enough. So I will stay in the Moonie fandom, stay over here in my own little bubble. Yeah, that's and... why I'm like, you know, I love Harry Potter because it's very, I don't know. It's just like a, like most of the fans that grew up with it are just like nerds who I will read say books. When people don't so know, people are say, oh yeah, Potterheads are totally, and people are like, wait, this, this is what they call themselves. And people think, like, that is the craziest name. They're like, why would they call themselves Potterheads? And Potterheads. Like, and then some people even say Potheads, like P O T T. I mean, don't do that, y'all. Don't take it. I don't, don't, I don't know that, like, the actual Potheads. There are people out here who are marijuana enthusiasts. <laughs> you cannot take that from them. Calm down. Yeah. Your ER I don't even know. Necessarily, I just like call myself like a Harry Potter enthusiast, or like if somebody's like, "Do you like Harry Potter?" and I'll be like, "I am a Gryffindor," and then they know that I'm like, not only do I like it, but I'm very extra, and that I'm in a hybrid house. So, exactly. I know you don't know and that. A normal means, human but... being walk away because that's what I would do. Most human beings be must like, not be normal then, because most bounce. people are like, "Oh my god, I love it too," even if they're just like movie fans. You know, I don't. That sounds like work, y'all. I'm it's, not gonna do it. It's good work. You got to put in work. I'm not putting in work for that. <laughs> Unless I get paid, then I'll watch them and I will review them. Well, when no I win, will be happy when I'm done. when I win the lottery, I swear I'm gonna get I'm gonna rent out a theater and put all y'all in a room and make you guys. I'm gonna pay you, but have y'all watch gonna it. I'm gonna live stream it and talk. talk no, about the rule is that you'll just have to watch well, then it. I don't, I don't want your money. <laughs> I don't want your money, girl. How, how much? What's like the it. price? I don't like it. I don't like. Okay, what's the price I though? Understand but what's the price? Harry to know that I do not like. But it. what's the price if somebody were to say, "I want you to just watch all the movies and watch them like and actually watch them"? Commentary. How? But but if if there was any amount, so twenty million dollars. Oh God! I would watch anything for twenty million dollars. I would watch Trump. For yeah, seven I'm hours right. for twenty okay. million dollars. Heck no! Somebody drove <laughs> the day the day before Saturday. I think it was the day before marathon. Somebody was driving and they had you know how you have like the Kylo Ren like the window decal or yeah, like kind of sit in the back. Somebody had a Trump one <gasps> and it took everything in my power. If I was driving a truck, I think I would have hit them. Was it in it, celebration? Yes, it was oh at my like God. and turning into where I live, like at the light. And no. I was like, oh my word! If I had a truck right now, I would have just hit them. And I would have been like. YOLO. I always think Yolo. about the fact it, that, it's like... It's not there no more. Bye, yeah, <laughs> I always think about the fact that if, like, I was Oprah, like, I would just, like, casually, like, oh, yeah, some I would bumpers around. I'd be like, I don't really like Oprah that. Yeah. I would have a monster truck. If I, I wouldn't... I would, I would just, like, you know, like a small little fender bender. Casually. I'm like, so how has no one scratched your car up driving around with that mess? Don't the, the worst thing I have seen was like I was at the Publix at my mom's house and I saw in all capital letters on like a big truck that was like lifted. It said Trump on the yeah. like on the back window. That person already has problems. Um, they have a lifted truck, so yeah. And I was also like, <laughs> you can't see out of the back. Like, how are you not getting in trouble for that? Because, because we John got in trouble for having an Impala with tinted windows because they thought he was black. And whenever it was so funny because whenever he get pulled over and then he'd roll down the window and then the cop would be like. Oh, I wasn't expecting a white person. Like you could just tell, like they weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> John was like, "Excuse me, I'm not." <laughs> Excuse you. 
how dare you? <laughs> how dare, how you? dare you? Yeah, but he no. would get in trouble for that. He got pulled over for that all the time for having tinted yeah, windows. So I'm just like, I don't, we... I don't understand how this guy can walk around not seeing out the back and or drive around, and right, it's right now he's fine. Yeah. Oh man. So today we have our first guest of the year which is really exciting. Um, and we have a lot of good guests lined up for um, this first quarter, so we're excited about that. Um, I think, like, the next few episodes we'll be having people on. But today we're going to kind of get into the business of blogging and YouTube and self-care and being authentic and being consistent and hustling, actually, which is great because sometimes I know uh, there's a season for hustling. Some of us are in it. Some of us are not. Um, and so it's always, I think, important to get back and inspire those who are in it. If you're not in it and you're an entrepreneur, I think it's good to remind people, like, you will get out of that season yeah, one day. Yeah, just show up for people who got to hustle. Yeah. Be a good friend. So, yeah. yeah, it's a really good episode. It was really funny. Um, so enjoy. Enjoy, guys. Bye. Today we have Sebastian from The Gay Bestie with us. Uh, so Sebastian, in case any of our listeners aren't familiar with your blog and your brand, just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and what happens like over on your YouTube channel and your blog and everywhere else that uh, your brand exists. Sure. Um, well, first, my name is Sebastian of TheGayBestie.com. Um, it's pretty much the online best friend. Um, I had an idea a couple of years ago about blogging because I couldn't find a job. Um, I went to school and, you know, that transition of trying to get into, like, corporate or are you going to go into production because I had a, a background in media. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it my own way and see what happens. Um, so since then, I've been able to launch my YouTube channel, podcast, and of course, as I said before, my website. Um, but I pretty much focus on self-care. Um, I've tried a few avenues prior, but then I found a good space for myself to meet my audience with something that I enjoyed and what they enjoy getting from me as well. So I just started to dive into um, products to kind of review and also share or come up with my own recipes for different things. So it's been like my passion project for sure. That sounds so fun. I think most people <laughs> want to have somebody like with them all the time, especially when you, you can't or you live in a place where you're kind of ostracized having. I think that's why a lot of people right. seek YouTube and blogs. Yeah, I would say Instagram like especially YouTube. Like I feel like I know you because I've listened to you talk so much <laughs> on your videos. And I'm like, yeah, like we go way back to that story about the Uber driver that was really inappropriate with you, you know? <laughs> So, uh, Sebastian, you offer a free personal blueprint on your blog. So, WTF is that? <laughs> and right. why should everyone have one? Okay. So, I definitely created a personal blueprint because it helped me out. Um, I was working in corporate back in 2015. Well, like, for three years, 2014 through 2016. Uh, by 2016, I got laid off. But um, about six months before I got laid off, I um, was sitting at my cubicle, my gray cubicle. I was super just out of it. Um, and then I was reading a book. Um, it was the book by Nicole Lampin. It was called Rich Bitch. And um, she kind of gave some different, different tips on life. But from there, I was like, you know what? Let me put this down in something that helps me in my own life. And so I just took her words and then I was like, let me just make it my own. So I came up with the unpersonal blueprint where it broke my life into different sectors. And I was writing and scaling for kind of like what I want in the next 10 years. But I broke down my goals like for every other year. So I kind of gave myself like some time in between just so I could figure it out. Um, so pretty much after 
sitting at my cubicle that that faithful July, I wrote down these goals that I had in the next year. And literally within the next year, everything happened that I wrote down. So when I saw how effective it was in my own life, I was like, well, let me just give this for free um, as an incentive for people to want to sign up on my email list. So when I have a website, well, now that I have my website, I just pretty much offered the blueprint for free so people could think of their life in like different sectors from savings, for money, or if it came to an idea of how you can um, put your goals for your family goals, your relationship goals, and your fun goals. And um, that's what the blueprint is. So people, I usually get reviews back. People love it. They're glad to, to get it. And I'm just happy to share it because it literally, I can say, changed my life. I love that you, like you were saying, like you set out for 10 years looking at that 10 year goal, but then, you know, kind of every other year, like you let yourself like relax a bit and have that time to like yeah. figure things out and build. Cause I feel like there's so much pressure every single year to like, yes. okay, it's a new year. What are you doing? That's going to be really dramatic and amazing and change your life. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't want to change my life every single year. Like <laughs> I, like I'm building a life I like, so like, I'm not going to want to like get rid of it, like, and throw it away at the end of the year and start you know completely fresh like I'm building it to keep it um so I think that's so important to give ourselves that time to kind of like figure things out in the in-between for sure and it's like um especially because life is like you said it has so much pressure and of course things change so it also gives you the idea to understand like you know certain things happen that's not in our control Mm -hmm. but we just have to flow with it and still be flexible and I know how I am I put so much pressure on myself that I have to like really remind myself like chill you're human it's okay. You can get yourself back on course. Things happen. That's so true. So branding and personal branding are really, really important right now. Um, having a personal brand, especially if you're an entrepreneur, can be a huge asset. And now you work with a lot of um, well-known brands and that sort of thing. So you yourself are a trusted brand. So tell us a little bit sto- about the story of your brand, how it came to be, and how you've built this brand that other brands can work with and trust. Sure. Um, I feel like my first thing that I always stuck with is honesty and being transparent, where I know I'm not perfect. So I remember I was trying to figure out a kind of way to come up with what the gay bestie is. And really what it is is elements of me. And I was thinking for a long time, like, should I use my name? Should I not use my name? Because people usually struggle with how my name is spelled. So I was like, well, let me use something that everyone knows. So I just took different elements of myself. And I was just thinking of a personality, something. And then um, initially I came up with the gay best friend, but that was taken. And then I was like, well, what do people use? So maybe like a day later, I thought of it and it came up with the gay bestie. So I called GoDaddy and I was like, hey, can I change my domain name? Because at the time it was the gay dash best friend and no one was going to remember that so (laughs) (laughs) I was like let me figure this out and then boom the gay bestie is available I got it and I ran with it um I branded myself off of giving the idea because everyone knows what a best friend is or what a best friend should be so since you already have a familiarity of what a gay what a best friend is so the idea of the gay best friend is just a perspective so I just give that voice that most people don't have or they do have or an idea of like a show like Will and Grace or I know at one time I believe being Mary Jane she had a gay best friend on her show at one time too so it was something that people were familiar with but not a lot of women had so I was like well let me just be that digitally um but working with brands they've just seen how I execute my work and how I take it very seriously because I think of it if it's not um ad ready don't post it that's how I see it so people like pretty things I try to make sure that the brand itself isn't it's just well it is gender gender neutral 
where if you're a woman, you can definitely vibe with it. If you're a man, you can also vibe with it too, depending if it's if you feel like it's for you. So I purposely do that. So everyone who ever comes across it, it feels like it's just authentically to you. Yeah, I love that. And I love how honest and authentic you are, like, in your videos and such. Like, I love that you just did the video um, where you had, like, the DNA results. Yeah. That was amazing to see that, especially because, like, I kind of have the fear. So, like, if you want to tell everybody, like, what your results were and what you thought it was going to be. Sure. Um, initially, well, being that I am patient, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, like, I've heard all these different things. My dad said we had our family members that came from Senegal. Um, my last name is French. I'm thinking, of course, slave owners, we got their last name. But I was thinking, like, well, I'm sure through the mixing of the years, I had French in me. And then to find out the results where I was completely wrong. My dad <laughs> had no clue what he was talking about. <laughs> and um, to find out that I had such a large percentage of Nigerian, uh, I believe it was 54 Wow, that is a lot of Nigerians. It's a lot. (laughs) I was like, okay, cousins. (laughs) And but the most surprising for me was the fact that I was um, 15, I want to say 0.7% Kenyan. And I never thought that because, you know, predominantly always heard from West Africa is where the slaves came from. Yeah, totally. And to figure out, like, okay, I definitely have either ancestors who migrated or ancestors who were taken from Kenya too and brought to to Haiti or what. And as I said in the video, like, I'm just so curious about what was their story? Like, how did my ancestors from Kenya end up in Haiti? What what happened? Um, But yeah, but there's such a big disconnect in history. So that is like my fear as well to take that test because I'm half white and like my fear is that it's taking me like so long to be like myself and my identity and comfortable and everything and being black and white and I'm like I don't want to take that test and find out that I'm less black than I think that is like my fear so I'm like I don't think I would have like the authenticity that you have in taking it and like you I mean you like broke it down in the video and like you showed like all the real results you even showed yourself taking the test uh, which yeah. was amazing to see all of that I'm like I think I would lie like I would get it back and I'd be like you're like you know 60% white and I'd just be like oh guys guess what I found out I'm even more black surprise <laughs> some, some, by some magical way some magical. I get it it is nerve-wracking but it's I understand like I feel like I'm, what I'm getting your vibe is that you stand in your blackness. Yes. I, I do too. So it's like, especially when you know, when you walk this world as a minority, and yeah. I'm really big on, especially double minorities, you know, yeah. you, you being um, interracial and a woman, double minority, and I mean myself, like being a double minority, black and gay, it's like our walk is forever different from everyone else. Yes. And that's why I really, like, I always have empathy with women, and women have empathy with me if you can relate on that level of, like, we can walk into a room, and I know if I see a woman, we get it. Like, <laughs> if I see a black woman, we get it. Like, we see each other. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. If I were you, I would have went immediately and bought all the Nigel Boy stuff. Nollywood movies. Like, yep. I would be out of control. The Nigerian people would be like, girl, what are you Girl, doing? I want you to take that test, because I know your results are going to be amazing. It's be and I don't know. So yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I oh, think really? I'm like from Wakanda. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, take the wheel. Take the wheel. <laughs> this is why you know you can't do it because she will literally like Photoshop. Yep, I will like, Photoshop in. That's why I got them skills. Wakandian. <laughs> and they'll be like, she's not kind of 
What are you doing? Wakandian and Italian and yes. Irish. Call yes. it a day. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Sebastian, what are some goals that you have heading? Well, we're already in 2018. So what are some goals that you have for the year that you're going to be working on? For 2018, it's been honestly so far a little confusing because I thought I was going to do one thing, but then I'm really um, big on two things personally where I'm looking to build up my finances more. So I'm going to be more financially fit. And I also um, want to be more physically fit. I have never challenged myself physically. I've always challenged myself outside like, professionally. So I got myself a trainer I've been working with. And I, she has kicked my butt for like every week now. <laughs> but I'm super excited about that. And professional, um, my goal really is to really grow tremendously on YouTube. So it's going to be a lot more YouTube content for me because I know video is going to be the way of the future. And I enjoy video so much. So it's like, well, let me keep pushing forward with this. And I'm noticing like, um, and YouTube is forever changing with their metrics or what you have to do. And it's fine. But um, I see an avenue there that I just want to like push down. And um, I want to see exactly where I can end off 2018 going 2019 because I'll be 30 next year. That's a big deal for me. Same. Um, no, wait. No, two so. years. <laughs> no, I'm, like, I'm ready. I can't get to 30. I've been trying since I was like 12. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. It's like I've been fighting 30, so it's like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I have to go really hard this year and really like push myself forward. Um, but those are like my main goals. I'm trying not to stress myself out, but just go with the flow at the same time because entrepreneurship is so confusing and it's like yes. a roller coaster it's definitely not that oh smooth sailing it's like hold on <laughs> wait bumpy roads okay we're good and then it goes bumpy roads again but it's thrilling at the same time it really is um that kind of leads into my next question because like you've been doing consistent video content for a while uh, so I wanted to know, like, what more about what that experience is like, because I think, you know, a lot of creators are if they're not already into video, they're trying to get into it now. And do you prefer video over traditional blogging? Not even just like from a standpoint of like you think it'll be more popular, but like which do you actually like enjoy more? What's the process like? I've always enjoyed video because um, I used to play with my father's like dinosaur camera like way back when so i would make like little home movies with my little brother he was always like my test dummy so i was like okay do this do this do this and we didn't have like a a editor or nothing like that i just had vhs and that big old camera and um i didn't realize it but i found out later like that was the old school way of editing was just um, um, pressing the buttons of pause and record pause and record and i didn't realize i was doing it as like the other people used to do it like the more professionals um so it was something that i always wanted to play with then when i got to college um i'll be honest i was kind of groomed and i think you guys can relate to like we're groomed at young ages to work for other people mm-hmm. and no one knew that the boom of the internet was coming or was going to happen um so i kind of like fell into the same traditional ways like you know you go to school you're thinking about okay i'll get a good job i'll just follow the rules but then you notice when you follow the rules you kind of get what everybody else gets the short end of the barrel so you gotta figure it out or short end of the stick and um i just said f it one day and i was like you know what this is my passion i like cameras i can't be tim- i can't be intimidated by it i have to really like focus and learn so i watched a ton of youtube videos and watched other people do it and i saw what they were doing i was like i know i can do this too but um the best thing about technology especially nowadays 
no one, no company releases anything on the market that's not user-friendly. So, you know, as we get our cell phones, it's literally ready to go once we use it. It tells us, like, in a couple of steps, and then we know little kids, like babies, can use technology with that, with the breeze. They have iPads just for them. So I think sometimes we scare ourselves out of doing something, um, but really it's just, like, putting the money into it. And it is very expensive when it comes to your camera, when it comes to your lenses, when it comes to your equipment. And I put thousands of dollars into this but it's not just about the money but it's um also thinking about my assets and also thinking about where it's going to take me so when I spend something I don't believe in wasting it I'm going to use it so yeah when it, so that's one thing I would definitely um say for someone who wants to do it invest in yourself but definitely be passionate about it because you're not going to get paid for a long time but stay consistent keep pushing forward because eventually what you're doing now is planting the seed and you're just watering it with the work that you put in. Amen to that. Um, If you don't mind me asking, did you change like cameras and or your lighting setup throughout the process of recording? Because your videos have had like a glow up. Oh, thank you. I did. Um, What I did the most part was um, change my lens. And I had to learn um, when it comes to your, the body of the camera isn't the most important thing. Amen the to most that. important thing is your lens. And a lot of people don't realize it's that. It's all about the glass. So they, yeah, so they drop so much money thinking like, oh, I'm going to buy this, about that. And it's like, hold on, you didn't really need all that. Because I'm going to update the body of my camera eventually. Um, but I focus more now on my um, on my lens first just to make sure the quality can step up. Um, my lighting did change a little bit, but really changed the most was really just my lens. For sure. Look at that. Glow up with the lens. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was right What lens did you get? I got the 18 to 35 millimeter. Okay. Um, it is it's about, a good versatile it is lens. Sigma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I shoot Canon, but so I have a, a the Canon version. It's a very good versatile lens. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I like that you said invest in yourself and stay consistent because I think people would hear this and they'd be like, okay, I'm going to go out and get that lens right now, you know, drop some dollar okay. bills, but then don't. <laughs> To follow up and stay consistent and then wonder why their YouTube viewership isn't growing because I think that happens a lot with a lot of people that I know they start YouTube channels but then they're like oh why is anybody watching you gotta keep right. putting gotta content keep on YouTube going. there's millions billions of things on yeah. YouTube and there's so much time that you spend with testing content to see what people want to come to you for and like it's always that process of meeting people in the middle because sometimes like I want to do this but is anyone interested in this and it's like well what am I interested in that I actually want to share because for me I technically when I first started I wanted to be like a relationship blogger and talk about like life love sex and relationships and thinking that was it because I enjoyed those conversations with my personal girlfriends but um then I realized it's like wait that's not hitting so then as of seeing let me create some other content and see what people enjoy receiving from me and that I enjoy doing so that's when I really stumbled on self-care and saw oh this is the lane so I can come on YouTube and just like express myself and have conversations I kind of feel like what I talk about it isn't really necessarily discussed too often and I just know I'm going to stay true to myself without compromising my own integrity at the same time so yeah I love that. So you still have a regular job. You still clock yes. in, uh, and you still work on your hustle. Like you're still consistent. You're still investing in yourself. So what are some tips for people who are wanting to do that or looking to do that more? I think a lot of people get caught up in saying, "Oh, I work forty hours a week. I just possibly can't have time to do something else." 
I get it. It's extremely hard. And I just got back into um, corporate. I'm doing like a tech position. So I did spend almost two years like at home, like getting this together. Um, but it was because I also had money saved. So I had, when I got laid off, I had enough money saved to kind of like figure my way out. And I was able to still invest in myself. So that's what I always say, save, save, save. And um, when I came back into corporate, it's a whole nother world because I do work 40 hours. And I spend on top of that, let's say, two hours in traffic because, you know, an hour to get to work, hour to get home. And Ooh, Atlanta is that, crazy. <laughs> It's crazy, and I always I tell people, like, get up early, because even for me, I, since I've incorporated working out, I literally wake up every morning at 3.30. Um, I work out from, like, about 5 to about 6.30, so I work out with my trainer for, like, a good hour to 45 minutes. Then I'll go to the gym on my own and do some cardio. Then I come back home, and I get the food that I probably meal prep over the weekend. Um, then I come to work, and I'm at work from 10 to 7. So when I'm when I get home around eight, I have to figure out what am I doing. So what the goal is is like batch process beforehand, like create a calendar so that you can stick to, and um, shoot when you have the opening. So I have like days that I shoot work in bulk. So I probably shoot four videos on like a Saturday, but I have all my ideas written out prior. And then I'll have, like, a photo shoot maybe the next Saturday. And I'll have that, like, maybe at an Airbnb. And then I'll contact a photographer or a fellow blogger who we can swap each other and take photos together. So you just have to find a way that works for you. But you definitely have to plan and batch at once. So trying to do, like, one video at a time is it's not going to help you. It's going to really put you behind, to be quite honest. That is, like, such a good um, layout for the week. Like... I'm thinking about that and I'm like that really makes sense yeah. um, because it is it's really hard to do both like I've done both and it's I, I feel like I can't um, but I'm always impressed with people that can and I know that there's a lot of people that do it but it's yeah it's really hard and then waking up at 3 yeah. 30 in the morning good god when do you go to okay. when do you go to sleep I go to sleep at 10 o'clock so okay I'll go to sleep exactly at 10 or if I'm like extremely exhausted I'll <laughs> I'll end up sleeping like earlier but then um I do catch up on sleep like on the weekend so let that and this is that part I'll say it's kind of like you see your friends a lot less but your friends will understand because they respect yeah. your hustle and what you're doing and if and I always think of it this way this chapter in my life is temporary because in essence we're all technically Working for retirement. Right. At the end of the day, we want to retire. So, no one wants to work for like 70 years of their lives. So, what we have to do now is plant those seeds so that we can enjoy our lives later. And my parents coming from Haiti, like, they don't really know um, the methods of America, how they technically want to drain us of our youth. <laughs> in these jobs and then settle for like a social security check but the goal is to save and invest and build your assets but then also enjoy what you do so it's like that constant battle of trying to figure out how can I make money with what I enjoy so if we spend our youth being smart and really building our assets and then working extremely hard towards what we enjoy then that's going to set us up for the rest of our lives. As long as we just focus on those two things. And your real friends, again, I would say, will respect that because they will understand it just as much as you do. Amen to that. And also it helps when your friends are also like creatives or entrepreneurs or bloggers or hustlers sure. themselves because you don't really need to explain things as much. And then, uh, you know, I feel like for myself, I'll go through like seasons where it's like, 
okay, these are three months where, like, this is going on and I'm not really going to see people. And, like, I don't okay. really feel like I need to explain that as much to, like, my entrepreneur friends because they get it, you know? They get it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Get it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a big difference. So you've been steadily building your audience um, all across, like, YouTube, social media. You, you know, you've been podcasting. You have your blog. So what steps have you made um, to just kind of build up this engaged following? Because that's the thing. It's like it's not just likes, but people actually comment on your videos comment. and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, it takes time. It's kind of like people, what I've noticed, uh, it's very monkey see, monkey do. When one person comments, then another person might be encouraged to comment, especially when they see that you reply back. So one thing I try to do is, like, constantly reply back. I was really good at it at one point, but coming back to work kind of, like, made it a little harder. But um, I definitely try to make sure that I acknowledge every person as much as possible. So if someone leaves a comment, whether it's a heart, I'm going to comment back and like back. It just shows that you acknowledge them. I see the internet as, like, a... Um, like a party, like everyone's like a social gathering and we're all around in one room, whether one room is the YouTube room, one room is the Instagram room, one room is Twitter, or one room is Facebook. I'm going to talk to you because you spoke to me. I think it's kind of, especially in the beginning, I feel like some people just feel like, oh, I just want to get my likes, I want to get my follows. But if you go down like my Instagram You'll see when I was just happy when I got like 70 views on the video. Then later I started to hit those thousand marks. I started hitting the 12,000 and I started hitting another video. I was like, okay, this is working and working out different pages and seeing how it works. It's just making sure that you're in to get engagement, you have to give engagement. And um, I don't really focus so hard on the numbers sometimes because numbers go up and down all the time. And what sucks too is sometimes like I know on Instagram there's a moment where I had like a whole bunch of bots coming to my page and it was like stop coming to my page but I want authentic <laughs> views and I want well, not, well of course not the views but I want authentic followers where it's like this is a real person who's here and I know some people buy followers and it's kind of like don't do that because I feel like that's just a waste of time and you're not going to get the return that you want from those followers um, especially when you work with brands because <clears throat> brands want to see like okay what is your engagement like they don't care so much about the number but if your engagement is there yeah um, like a person like um, Britney Spears although she's like famous but her engagement probably is extremely low compared to someone like a I'll say who's a I'll say a Karen Simple she probably did more engagement than a Britney Spears for sure okay yeah I love that you like compared it to a party because I feel like I've heard so many different like comparisons and analogies and like I've never heard that before. And I think a lot of people are like stressed out about social media, which is like yeah. calm down. But I think that's a really fun way to put it. It's like it's a party. Like go be engaging, talk to people, yeah. enjoy. Right. And people will look and sometimes I think it is when no one talks in the beginning because they're getting to know you. And then finally, they once they get to know you, they're going to start commenting because they see you're still here. It's like, oh, you're still here? Well, let me just say hello. <laughs> and then a hello becomes a conversation to a DM, to a um, subscriber, to a um, to mailing list, who then becomes like a customer later when you create a product to receive or to purchase. True story. So you are working long hours. You are in Atlanta traffic, sitting on 20, I'm assuming, <laughs> for hours at a time. Um, what are some things that you're doing for self-care? So what are your top three self-care tips right now in this crazy, like, hustle lifestyle that you got going on right now? Cool. Okay, my self-care has become my fitness. Like, working out is my me time. And it sounds so, like, I know it's a little cliche and crazy for me to say because I'm definitely the working out type. I'll either prefer to have, like, some pizza and picking out. But when I'm working out, I'm like, you know, this is for 
me. This is what I want to do for myself. I'm not owing it to anybody else. This is what I wanted to do. And that helps me, like, actually relieve stress. It makes me feel better because when your body feels good, you feel better. And I've noticed that myself, like, especially when moments compared to when I would overeat because I love food. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so it's just totally in front of me. Right. Same. Chipotle in front of me is like, okay, heaven. And after I'm eating it, it's like, dang, I should never killed all that food. But now when I'm like, you know, meal prepping and going to the gym and taking care of my body, I'm getting the return out of it where I'm able to do more. Um, and even when it comes to moments of life where I can put like on, like I love masks, so I don't just do it for my videos. I literally do it because I enjoy it. <laughs> so. <laughs> But put on a mask, that's a good way of self-care. And lastly, it's like getting a, a nap in. I know we're older now, but it's like, when I get a nap in, I feel like I'm recharged. Like on a Saturday after like shooting some video, getting a nap in. And I would love a glass of wine, but right now I can't have it. But me and some red wine mm-hmm. are best friends. <laughs> like, I love a wine. good nap too, especially like a Saturday yeah. or Sunday nap. Yeah. Yes. It's, yes, my, it's my favorite. Sure. I'm looking that up in my dictionary, and it's coming up as absolute. <laughs> no comprehension. Like Google, like my Alexa is just like what? You're like nap, what? sleep. I don't what? do that. I, I do enough nap. for both of us. No worries. <laughs> so there's a lot of places, people, amazing things on the internet to gather inspiration from. So what influencers and people out there, and just things in general, are you currently being inspired by? Oh, I'm constantly inspired by people. Um, I my okay, other YouTuber that I'm inspired by for sure is like Raven Elise was one of the first people that I saw on YouTube, and I said, "Oh my gosh, she's amazing!" Because I was just seeing how she was just so young and so honest, and just shared so much of herself. And I was like, "This is crazy, but intriguing at the same time." Um, but then I had to like realize I loved her editing ability, and she was just self-taught, so that kind of inspired me too. Um, then there, I have my friends too around me who are also creative, and I love having friends that are better at things than I am. So and then I can grow. Like I, you know, people saying they want to be the smartest person in the room. I don't believe in that. I feel like if I know something in my area, great. But I want to be amongst those who are thriving and are willing to share information. Because it's the it's the worst thing to come across someone who's so stingy and doesn't want to share. Um, and I watch. Um, I watch how people do things that I look up to from, like I mentioned before, Karen Sybil. Karen Sybil's a huge inspiration to me because she's also from Jersey, and um, she's from Elizabeth, the same town that I was born in, and to see where she's gone with her career has inspired me to feel like, well, this woman literally came from Jersey, she went to Union County College, and has made a name for herself and built a career off of her work, her work ethic, and I was like, if she can do it, then I know I definitely can, so... Being around those people and to reach out to them, maybe get an answer back, it's constantly inspiring for me to watch them grow. And it makes me feel like I can then apply myself in other ways, similar or or similar or other ways to make it happen. I think those okay. um, those are awesome people. I like I I don't know everyone, so I like to Google, but I like the reasons that you gave, and I think that's what's so yeah. Awesome I love that you actually gave re- reasons. Yeah. normally people just list like they're like here are the people, and you're like no, here's actually you why, why. <laughs> no, and let me tell you about where she where she came from and what school she went to, and yeah, yeah I like man, that because. Because, I mean, I feel like a lot of times we, we do get the same people over and over. And it's like, yeah, just all these people. Because their yeah, thing looks like their Instagram feed is pretty or whatever, you know. For me, it's, like, I, you know, it's, it's cute to see, like, 
the Instagram feed, but there's always the person behind it. Yeah. And I, know sometimes, I feel like sometimes our world is so used to, or we get in, engulfed in like the plastic or what's not, or just the things that are not real. And I don't care about fame. Um, I don't care so much about like the trivial things because life is more than that. So I personally do it because I love it. And right now I'm not like living my life off of it completely, but I'm a, a strong believer that eventually I will. And I'm doing it for the reason behind it, that it fulfills me and I, and I love and it fulfills someone else. And when someone leaves me a comment and says, I really enjoyed this video or I like your content a lot, because you're telling me you don't just like the concept, but I know it as is, you like me, as corny as it sounds. Mm-hmm. But, That's like, true. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that you found someone that, you know, is from where you're from, like, from your hometown, like, who inspires you. Like, that's how I feel about, like, Anna Bond, because, you know, she runs Rifle Paper Co., which is, like, down the street from where we are. And just, like, to see how successful she is, and, like, she's a multimillionaire, and her stuff is all over anthropology, and it's like, yes, like, you're putting Orlando on the map. Maybe we can do things besides, like, be known as Disney. So it always feels good when you see people, like, from your hometown, like, doing the damn thing, for sure. Yeah, and the fact that she was Haitian, too, was, like, a big deal for me, because, like, sometimes you feel like um, when you come from a different culture, like, you think there's limitations, because your family can sometimes put limitations on you, and I never believed in this is all I can have, but when you have an example to see that someone really did it, it makes it that much more real for you, like, oh my god, I really can do it, not just I can do it. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Yeah, Roxane Gay talks about that a lot in her books because she's also Haitian and her upbringing and how her parents kind of had this one mentality of her thinking and now uh-huh. she's a writer and all this stuff. So totally get it. And my husband's Jamaican, yeah. so West Indian. I also love that West um, Indian woes. Yeah. I also love that Roxane Gay's family is still like, hmm, you're a writer, real interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's like still, she's like, so successful. Which is they're so, still kind of like West Indian. It is, them, yeah. To be yeah. like, okay, good for you, girl, but. <laughs> the way you should <laughs> like <laughs> so ridiculous so what projects do you have coming up that you can talk about right now and what should our listeners look forward to right now um well currently i do have um, a new product on the way coming from a different company that i just um partnered with it's with it's called creole essence and Ooh. i'm surprised because um it's it's a, it's actually a Haitian owned company too. I know it's like not Haitian, 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 but this is that's okay. And we like that. And, well, yeah. I don't know if you're like aware, but like Orlando has like a massive Haitian um like culture here. So like growing up here, like going to school, like I had a lot of Haitian friends. It's like it's a really celebrated culture here. Like I would say like lots of people are from Haiti and lots of people are from Puerto Rico. That's it's like we have a little Haiti and a little Puerto Rico, and that's yeah, that's Orlando. At least when you're when you're a person of color, that's Orlando. I don't, I don't go to the, like the other parts where, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> for like we had like a we had like a Haitian day at my school in high school where we'd all go to the auditorium and like I'd learn like different words and phrases and there'd be like dancing and like it was like a big like um, sharing of culture which was really awesome. Yeah, and it's because I think it's like now I have more pride in my culture because my father's actually still into us when we were younger. But there was, you know, when you're a kid, you don't want to be different. Yes. You just want to blend in. So, we, and I really battled with that when we were younger. It was kind of like, because my father, like my parents were so strict in certain ways where we were in public school and my father gave us like uniform to wear. So you're already getting picked on because you are dressed different. And the fact that I was like gay at the same time, it's like you're picked on for everything. It's not like, oh my God, I'm like another layer. And then they find out you're 
patient and you want to you got to be patient but later as you grow and you get older you know that term it gets better but I find so much pride in just who I am when it comes to my culture when it comes to um being a gay male when it comes to being black like I am prideful in every piece of me and to see like a, a, this brand come out um with um Creole Essence and for them to reach out to me and see me and find me it just felt good to see someone from my own culture because let's be honest like the Haitian culture and the Caribbeans are not pro-gay at all and for them to put that all aside and say hey we want to work with you was a big deal yeah, for me really like wow is. like yeah. my own people are receiving me and I know there's other people um who are maybe there's like another young black gay Haitian little boy who ha- didn't have the representation and maybe we'll come across in my videos and say oh I'll be okay like there's someone who's like me and he's doing well and um I'll add this one piece because sometimes when it comes to being like a gay black male it's kind of like a, a stigma or an idea of what that is and technically people see that as like what's on Atlanta Housewives granted I love the show I watch like everybody else does but we're not all we're not a monolith we come in different shapes and sizes and we wear different clothes like don't just see us in one way and I just try to make sure like I give another face to that title of being a gay black male yeah so that's why just jumping into the conversation real quick no i love that i i mean i feel like yeah i feel like we can definitely relate because you know we're kind of in that boat too um you know being being black women especially and you know just kind of like there's just kind of one narrative for it and um you know like one of the things that i've always dealt with in life is like not being able to feel like i can express myself and be angry um, you know, because it's just immediate. Like I've literally had people say to me, like people that know I'm black and white and I'll get like upset about something and they'll be like, Oh no, the black is coming out. Um, okay. yes, <laughs> yes. People have Seriously. literally said this to me and I'm just like, Oh my God. And so, you know, especially running a business, like you have to like make decisions and you have to be, you know, on top of things. And there's times like, it's not like I'm running around yelling at everyone, but it's like, for me, like, even if I just say, I don't like something, it's like, Oh, she's an angry black woman. Um, so okay. it's just like, just such a, a, a one, like you're either like angry or you're promiscuous, or you're the motherly type. Those are like, you know what I mean? Like, those are the options that you get. There are three tropes that you get to choose from. And, you know, I think that just like, and that's why I love, like, to show Insecure, um, because it's like, just like, you know, young white adults, like, we're complex and multi-layered, and we have many identities, and we don't even know who, like, we're going to be in 10 years. Um, So it's, you know, we're always changing and evolving. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So I love that about your channel, too, because so much of it, I think is relatable even if you're you know not gay or not black like it's just you're a relatable person you know like you're just like a bestie in general which is fantastic thank you so much that that made me feel good you just made my day well i'm I'm glad i'm glad we could make your day well you made ours for coming out and talking to us today thank you so much for spending your time Uh with us we really appreciate it thanks ladies it was a pleasure and i'm just grateful for this opportunity to be on your show
If you made it to the end of the episode, thank you so much for listening to us. Um, if you are on Facebook or Instagram, you can check us out at Heart and Hustle Podcast. And if you're on Twitter, we are at Heart Hustle Pod. And be sure to use the hashtag Boss Hard to show us what you're working on, what projects you have upcoming, and how you are hustling. Yeah, and be sure to email us any listener questions or if you're interested in being a guest at hello at heartandhustlepodcast.com. Also, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts now. It's no longer iTunes. We have Spotify. We're on all of the podcast places. So, yeah, just reach out. Let us know what you think.